Welcome to the Farm Bits Podcast, a product of Nebraska Extension Digital Agriculture. I'm Jackson Stansel. And I'm Samantha Teton. And we come to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture. Through interviews and panels with experts, producers, and innovators from all sectors of digital technology, we hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, Farm Bits followers, and welcome to this episode of the Farm Bits Podcast. In this episode, we are continuing on in our Precision Crop Protection Series. We're very excited to have Sam Pendleton, Director of Sales at Rantizo, joining us for the podcast today. Rantizo has garnered a lot of attention recently for the advancements they have made in commercializing and scaling drone-based spraying. In this episode, we will dive into Rantizo's approach to drone-based spraying, how they're pushing the boundaries of drone-based spraying technology that is available, as well as the regulatory side of drones, and how they are developing a business model that is suited for the nuances of drone-based spraying. This was a great opportunity for us to learn about an up-and-coming technology in digital agriculture, and we hope you'll enjoy it. Here's our interview with Sam Pendleton. From, from a drone application standpoint, we're the, we're the only ones that are, are doing what we're doing. Sure. Um, we're, we pride ourselves in being a full turnkey solution provider. We're not just equipment sales. Sure. Um, so we're not just going to sell you a drone and, and leave you high and dry, right? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep working with you and making yeah. sure that that all the it's being safely done and all the the regulatory and, and legal aspects are met as well. The FAA makes sure that we every I mean airspace is definitely a, a controlled thing and we have to make sure everyone is using it correctly. No different than speed limits on our roadways and everything like that using turn signals. We got to make sure we're all doing what we can um, in the airspace as well as there's there's multiple different uh, aircrafts using that same airspace. We got to make sure we're all safe on that aspect of it. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So no, uh, Rantizo is definitely the first in the, in the, we're constantly working with the FAA, difficult chemical companies as well, uh, making sure that the, the labels and chemicals that we are using are uh, safe to be used with the drone okay. um, and getting the correct coverage that we need for the, the growers as well. So sure. Where did the name Rantizo come from then? Yeah, so Rantizo is Greek. Um, <laughs> That's not what I would have expected. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't know what it meant when I started with the company. Um, I actually had to, had to ask our CEO, like one of my first weeks, I'm like, okay, so what, what does Rantizo mean? Yeah. Um, and what it means is, is it's Greek and it means sprinkle the earth. Okay. Um, and so the thought process is that as a, as a drone application company, we're, we're very big on, on precision, right? We can, we yep. can place products where they're needed, when they're needed, and sure. not over-apply. Sure. So that's kind of where Sprinkle the Earth and Rantizo kind of sure. kind of yeah. mesh there with what we're doing. That makes sense. And so I, I guess thinking about Rantizo, you said it's it's not, it's basically a turnkey solution, right? It's not just yep. like handing somebody a drone and not providing any support. So can right. you kind of give us a rundown, rundown on like the whole product and, and platform and how exactly that looks for somebody who's maybe wanting to go out there and, and purchase the Rantizo solution? Yeah. So what we've been doing, we've been working with ag retailers um, and, and other uh product providers uh, such as seed dealers and chemical dealers and all that stuff, yeah. uh, working with them and giving them another avenue or option uh, to, to provide spraying solutions through a drone. Um, so what we do is we, we sell the equipment to those guys um, and then provide training in all the, the permitting and, and uh, regulation side of things. Sure. Um, it's all handled through Rantizo. Okay. Um, like I said, we do all the, the training, the permitting, everything like that. All really the the 
pilot, if you will, has to go out and do is, is get their uh, 107 remote pilot okay. license through the FAA. Sure. And then the, the commercial applicator's license. Um, gotcha. That gives them the ability to actually go out and spray the chemical. Gotcha. Other than that, Rantizo takes care of everything from the from the Part 137, the insurance, um, training, um, equipment and technology platform. And our gotcha. app actually um, is able to... to uh, work as a, a platform for our work order station and all that stuff for okay. the, for the uh, applicator gotcha. as well. So, it's, so it's, it's basically like for custom, just custom applicators that usually go out there and spray with a, you know, a typical yeah, baggie absolutely. or something like that. It's, it's, a, it's just a replacement in some yeah, ways. And I won't even say it's replacement, right? Um, so that's where a lot of guys do think like, oh, well, the drone industry is just going to take over for a ground rig or an sure. airplane. Um, at this point in time, with the regulations that we're working with, yep. um, we are limited on on weight capacity. So we're at about a we have, we have to be under fifty five pounds okay. um, for the drone weight with the product in it. So where where we're really stressing is instead of replacing that ground rig with it, let's look at how to make that ground rig more efficient. Yeah, let's go in and like a lot of guys will be like, you know the eighty twenty rule. 80% of your problems comes from 20% of your acres, right? <laughs> sure. So yeah. let's go in and let that drone, since it is more agile, more flexible, go out and hit those 28, like the fence rows, the waterways, sure. uh, tree lines, those areas, where then that ground rig or that airplane can really go in and hit that that heart of that field and maintain yeah. that efficiency that way. Sure. So That makes sense. And so I, looking at drone-based applications, what exactly are the big advantages? You kind of got into one there, which is those problem yeah. spots where you have small areas to treat. But what are some of the, the big advantages, maybe even in those larger scale production acres? Yeah, and one thing with the like larger scale production, um, we do now have the ability, we just got approved for it with the FAA last uh, June, and Rantizo is the only uh, drone provider that has the swarming uh capabilities sure. and we do that all in the we're certified by the FAA and all the lower 48 wow. um, as well as Puerto Rico to do have our swarming technology we're able to go out and use three drones at once nice. off of one control unit and, and fly three autonomously in three different parts of the field and work in, in tandem to nice. do those large acres um, but then we also have the ability to do spot spraying right sure so as as imagery has evolved over the last 10 15 years right it keeps getting better sure um, and now what we do is we were even say two years ago, we were getting that imagery. <laughs> yeah. We we're like, oh yeah, here's a hot spot here. Here's a hot spot here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're still going to go out and blanket coverage the whole field. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now we have the ability to go out and just hit those certain areas nice. uh, more than the, the grower can see a, a larger ROI on that field instead of wasting the money on chemical and application for the whole thing when he maybe, maybe sure. only needed it for 25% of the field. Sure. So, so when we're talking about these drones, I mean, how big are they? What, what are we looking yeah, at? Yeah, so I mean, it is a it is a eight motor. It's an octocopter. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty good bird. Right? It's, yeah. it's big. Um, but then with uh, with Rantizo's uh, proprietary upgrade kit and everything, we've actually uh, put larger pump size on there, okay. um, increased the the product lines, and we actually can cover up to a twenty foot swath. Nice. with our with wow. our boom kit that is attached onto the drone <laughs> it's huge so yeah and, and, and one cool thing about the drone itself is it can do both liquid and dry applications with with okay. the, just the switching out the the tank from a liquid tank to a dry spreader box gotcha. um, on there so and that's about a 10 minute thing so you could be going from from applying a liquid product <laughs> yeah. in the field to 10 minutes later going and applying a maybe a dry micronutrient or or a cover crop seed at the end of yeah. the year or something like that so yeah. it's pretty flexible and it's yeah, they're they're big, but they're very agile and, and versatile. So 
when you go out to the field, what's the whole operation look like compared to, let's say, your regular aerial applicator or like a ground rig? You're not dealing with 500 gallons of liquid going out to the field on a trailer. What does it look like? Do you do you have a trailer where these drones are kind of based yeah. on? And yeah, and I could have brought that here today. Station. He has a little demo. <laughs> yeah, a little demo yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so we do have our, it's what we call our load and go trailer. Okay. Um, it does have the capacity to hold three drones because that is a full swarm. Uh, we're currently changing the model of it right now. It, it yeah, was okay. a 750 gallon water tank um, and it has an automated mixing system in there called our mix and fill system. Okay. Where then it has chemical storage that that mixing system can pull from five different chemicals and, and batch it up in there. Nice. Pull the fresh water of that water tank and mix up and fill those drones as you go. Um, it has a generator on it so you can charge batteries. Um, since the drones are ran by batteries and so yeah. you can keep those uh, charged all day long and rotating mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. through. Um, we now are actually kind of, I said we were changing our model a little bit with that. The 700 gallon, 750 gallon water tank was good, but what we've started to see is we're going to break that down and have like two uh, shuttle tanks in there, okay. like 250 gallon shuttle tanks. That way you can either plumb those separate or together. So maybe if you want to have one tank be for foliar product, sure. you're not going to have water or anything. And then one tank for water, or you can have them both be one, just giving a little bit more flexibility. More, yep, exactly. Yeah. That's important. So, yeah. So, I mean, we, we do have that. And so we just be able to pull that up, whether it's, you know, just on the side of the road, if it's uh, in a, maybe a, a driveway in the field or something like that, pull that up. Sure. Set everything up and, and it's going to take you maybe 15 minutes to, to get those drones yeah. set up and, and you're up and flying. Um, there's a couple different ways of setting up the field. Um, so we actually have the ability to import a boundary map, whether okay. it's from like a My John Deere. Like a shape or, file. Yeah, a shape file yeah. or anything like that. Um, we can we can import that in there and, and fly right off of those zones. Um, if we're doing the whole field, we'll just take the whole boundary map. If we want to sure. uh, create different polygons inside that zone, we can do that as well. Sure. And just attack certain areas. Um, if we don't have anything like that with Shapefile, you just either walk around with the handheld yeah. unit to different <laughs> different boundary points, which yeah. may take a little bit longer, but you hop in a four by four and do that too, right? Sure. But, yeah. Um, or you can actually just fly the drone around the field and, and take boundaries. Do a scout mission yep. or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a couple different ways of doing it, but that would be probably the the main difference of just how we're going to set that up compared to a normal applicator. Yeah, sure. I kind of, I, I want to get back to that here in a minute, kind of how you break down a map and actually import yeah. something into that drone from imagery or something like that. But before we do that, talking about operations, I mean, battery life is a huge thing. I mean, we, so we fly drones for nitrogen management. Like that's, yep. that's what a lot of my research is around. And, you know, we only basically have 40 minutes to keep that drone in the air and it's a fixed wing. And obviously it doesn't have the oh, same yeah. payload that y'all you know, are carrying. So yep. can you talk to us a little bit about battery life? And Yeah, absolutely. So the battery life is really going to be dependent on a couple things, right? You're going to have wind speed for yep. that day, what, yep. what you're trying to fly in and out of just for resistance that way. Sure. Um, you're going to have uh, what kind of product you're pumping. Sure. Um, is it a more viscous product? Is it more... Does it, does it flow like water? Does it flow like <laughs> jello, right? right. Like, yep. <laughs> what are we really pumping here um, and how hard those pumps have to work to get that product out? And then sure. also what uh, your application rate is. Like, are we running at a two gallon per rate or two gallon per acre rate? We're running at a three gallon per acre rate. Um, a lot of those things are going to vary, but you should be seeing right around 10 to 15 minutes per battery. Sure. Um, so with that, you should on average get about three and a half acres done per battery. Okay. Um, that's usually typically when we set these up for guys 
you're looking at anywhere from six to 10 batteries per drone when okay. you get one. Yeah. Um, just because it does, like I said, it does have a generator. You're able to cycle those through throughout the day. But if you really sure. want to get after it and get six to eight hours plus of spraying a day, yeah. um, you're going to want six to 10 batteries just to rotate through. Sure. Yeah, right. that makes sense. So is this kind of like an all year spray solution? I mean, is this everything from your your weeds at the beginning of the year to your fungicides, your insecticides? I mean, is it everything? Yeah. I mean, we, we're doing everything. I mean, on average, most of our guys are, are 28 plus weeks of, of application time. Wow. Now, there's definitely some hot spots in there, <laughs> sure. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like during fungicide season, all that stuff where it's really being ran hard. Yeah. Um, but no, we, we do everything from from burn down and, and pre stuff in the beginning of the year to cover cropping in the fall. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of different uh, uh, versatility and, and different uh, applications that we can do throughout the year. Awesome. Uh, and, and it seems like every time we have a new retailer or uh, <laughs> custom applicator on board, there's always a new application that they bring in like, Hey, have you thought about doing this? And we're like, now we that have makes complete sense. <laughs> like, let's look at it. Um, yeah. But yeah. And so there's, there's always a growing, growing need and in, in doing a lot of different things. And sure. I mean, it's, we're, we're, I mean, I would say ag is definitely our bread and butter, but we're also getting outside of that too, with more, uh, uh, starting to get more like with the noxious weeds division and stuff like okay. that to, to get, uh, invasive weed species sure. with the state of Nebraska and all that and stuff. And the parks and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Perfect huh. that. And then also doing some, some vector control and like some mosquito control and stuff like that as well. Nice. Um, so there's, there's other, other applications as well that can be utilized on, but I would say as a company, we are focused on, on ag is that's where our background and that's where our, sure. our heart's at. So, <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned sometimes you'll get a, a new person on board on your company and they'll come up with a new, uh application and that maybe they didn't previously think about before what are some of like the new applications or what are some of the applications that you think are most promising for drones here in the next year or two yeah i would say a lot of it is going to be fungicide is going to be huge mm -hmm. okay. um, i mean that's always traditionally applied airily anyway right yeah. Um, yeah. we recently just got our uh nighttime waiver so we can fly awesome. at night, which is going to be very big for, for the fungicide run. If you're able to get out there early in the morning before, yep. and you know, it's still dewy and everything and get a lot more, uh, activation with that, that product being applied sure. is going to be big. Um, so that's a, a newer one just because not necessarily we weren't doing fungicide before, but with the nighttime waiver, it definitely helps with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, like I said, the transplant tomato one, that was, that was a different one that we've, we've never done before and had really good success with that out there. Um, we're doing a lot of vineyards and wineries um doing for those great products mm -hmm. um as well as like i said just i would say any any type of application that you're doing via airplane would be a perfect fit for for the drone one of the applications that i see this being really useful for would be uh going out and spot spraying weeds that have escaped a herbicide application by the ground rig yep uh i know a lot of farmers have issues with that with weed resistance in the fields or Absolutely. maybe a poor application where there's a gap. Yep. Is that something that you see this technology being picked up pretty yeah. quickly for? Absolutely. So there's there's a couple different things like you said with that. Like so from like a, of an issue of maybe like a plug nozzle or a skip yep. or something like that from a, a ground rig. I mean, we do have the the technology now. If there's a plug nozzle, it's supposed to send it back and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um but <clears throat> for some reason that does happen, we can go in there and just mark those exact lines um, throughout the field where that where that skip was at. And have our drone just go over just those certain areas 
um, which is a lot more cost effective than sending that ground rig all the way back through to yeah. cover the whole thing again, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so there's that aspect. And then also, I mean, how many times do we, we get to a field and we look at the border and it's completely weed pressure everywhere, yeah. mm-hmm. but then you get into the field and there's hardly anything. Mm-hmm. True. Um, so it may be a thing where, like I said, you can, it's a timely manner where you can go out and spray those borders just with the drone. Um, and then maybe two weeks later, there is a weed pressure in the, in sure. the center of the field where you can go and hit that with the, with the main portion of it. Cause how many times do we wait until the weed pressure in the center is, is there to then come in and spray the whole thing. But by that time, the boundaries of the weeds have grown yeah. so far yeah. up that they're beyond killing point. Right. Sure. So yeah. it's a lot of just uh, timely and, and being effective with how we're applying. And I think that's what one of the huge benefits the drones give you. So, so I guess, you know, thinking about uh, your bread and butter being an ag, are you mostly getting a lot of adoption within like the row crop space and, and kind of your corn and soybeans, or is this something that's kind of more heavily adopted in horticultural crops right, right now? I would say, I mean, the majority of our acres right now is definitely in the row crop, crop industry. Awesome. Um, I would put an asterisk on that and say that's because we're based out of Iowa City. Sure. Um, so we're right <laughs> in the middle of the Corn Belt, right? Yeah. Um, but no, it is it is great for, for I would say, all aspects. And that's kind of one of the nice things with our upgrade kits. And we can adjust uh, the nozzle spacing, boom size. Um, with our upgraded pumps, we can... We can uh, either go down to a low rate or up to a higher rate, kind of really be versatile in what we're doing. Um, We just did a a trial out in uh, California last month with transplanted tomatoes. Instead of broadcasting across everything, we were just putting them right on the plant as we were flying over. Um, So a lot of it's going to depend on line spacing and stuff like that, but we're we're very versatile. But I would definitely say right now, our, our majority of our acres are row crop, but the specialty market is growing quite heavily. Sure. It's super interesting, I think, because typically when I think of like digital ag adoption or, you know, just tech adoption in general, it seems like the specialty crops are always the ones that that catch on first. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it seems to make its way out to row crops as it gets less expensive. So I'm just I'm just curious as to why. No, that, I, mean, yeah, I mean, and that's a lot of the guys. I mean, you talk with either like, oh, well, I can see how this works in the specialty market. But out here in the row crop, I'm trying to do this. I'm like, yeah, but if we set it up this way, like with the 20 foot boom and we'll just do full rate and whatever. Sure. And. And a lot of them are like, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Let's do that. And then I, we start talking, like I said, about keeping your your ground rigs more efficient. I mean, we all know that the, those ground rigs are expensive um, and that it, you got to cover a lot of acres to make the, that uh, ROI on those guys pay off for the, the retailer. And um, sure. so by keeping them more efficient, the heart of the field and us taking kind of the, the leftover scraps, if you will, uh, for the hard to reach spots, which is really what we're designed for great at. Um, I think that helps everyone involved. Do you see a lot of aerial applicators out there that are kind of, you know, nervous about this technology or are they kind of adding it maybe to their, yeah. their operation? Yeah, no, I mean, that's what a lot of guys are, are looking at. Like yeah. not so much, Hey, the drones are going to come take over the industry. Cause <laughs> let's be honest, uh, we're still going to need, need those planes to apply a lot of the, the larger products. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but a lot of them are looking at it from a standpoint of, well, there's a lot more wind turbines out there now and those can Absolutely. be very, it's Super a safety dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For yeah. for the uh, airplane. So maybe we go and take that drone and fly those around the around the uh, wind turbines or sure. uh, fields bordering uh, towns and, and cities, um, yep. where you're able to have a little bit more precision there um, with those crops. So you're not um, having the the possibility of, of drifting over into town 
or sure. anything like that. Um, and just smaller fields for the, for the airplanes that, um, you know, maybe there's a tree liner or power lines through there. So they're, they're really thinking of this more as a, a, a tool to add into their arsenal, right? Sure. Um, add to their fleet of one's not taking over the other. We're working in tandem and going out and, and getting to the areas that are, are needed by each one. Have there been any studies out there on kind of the efficacy of sprays coming out of drones versus what you would get out of like a typical ground rig versus even yeah. aerial applicators? Like how do they compare efficacy wise? Yeah. So we do have, we do have a lot of third party uh, studies out there that, that show okay. the different like spray depositions and everything from, from different uh, uh, application styles, whether it's ground rig or versus an airplane versus helicopter. Um, and then the drone, right? Sure. Um, what I can say is with our with our uh, drone that we're using with the eight um, motors on that, all spinning in different directions, is really helping with that that prop wash, that downdraft, um, even a little bit better than the traditional uh, airplane or helicopter, just because there is more of a, a concentrated one right below the drone that's really helping sure. that product down and opening sure. up that that canopy to get a lot of coverage mm -hmm. on that. So we're seeing a lot of great results from that. So kind of getting back to that, that spatial variability side, like, I think that's something that is super interesting thinking about spot yep. spraying. How exactly are y'all uh, integrating with some of these imagery providers to get maps? I mean, are they providing y'all shape files of the hotspots or are yep. you doing the analytics yourself? How, how's that all working? So typically they're providing the shape file to us. Okay. Um, and then we take that shape file in our, in our inside of our control unit. And then we are able to, to either just use that and go right off that boundary or mm -hmm. we're actually able to to set up polygons or different missions, if you will, yep. inside that shape file. So if you get a if you get a, a imagery shape file and you have maybe three or four different hot spots in there, sure. you can say, hey, you know, drone one, you're going to go hit this yep. with whatever that prescription was for that area. Sure. Drone two, you're going to go hit that second red zone. Drone three, you're going to go hit that second red zone. You take them off; they all fly off at once, and they go directly to those areas awesome. and, and hit those. Yeah, in so, I <laughs> say when you think of it that way, it really, it really brings the holistic cost into into view of yep. you know what I okay maybe when we're typically talking about application acres, right? We're talking about doing whole fields like 160 acres <laughs> plus, right? Yeah. Um, but now we're really be able to break that down to, to say, oh, yeah, well, we're doing the 160, but really we only need to spray 40 of those acres. Right. So let's go out and let's let's do the cost analysis of if that really makes sense to spray everything or sure. just that portion of it. Sure. Absolutely. So by, by working with those imagery companies and getting that information, it's really been beneficial for for the farmer and the grower themselves by utilizing that. Sure. So I guess kind of thinking forward a little bit and, and kind of thinking about the tech. I mean, we've talked about swarm technology. You're talking about this nighttime waiver. I mean, is, is CN spray something that y'all are thinking about doing or, or adding to your drones? Or is this more you just want to let somebody else handle that and y'all handle the application tech? Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at imagery and you're looking at, at drone spraying, it's two very different flight styles. Sure. Um, like you're talking about your fixed wing drone everything. Yep. When they're doing imagery, they're flying at 400 feet in the air, 150 <laughs> miles an hour, trying to cover as much as possible and taking multiple screenshots at once or pictures yep. at once, right? Yep. Um, we're at two foot above the canopy, flying at maybe 15 mile an hour, depending on what you're applying, sure. um, spraying it that way. So I think as of right now, it's going to be two different things. Sure. Um, down the road as technology 
we never know where technology is going to exactly. take us, right? Yep. I know our tech team is constantly doing R and D on on new okay. technologies. Um, I just don't know where that's going to be yeah. at in the future, but I would see that being a possibility. I just don't know when or or where. Sure. Well, it's, it's super interesting that y'all are doing a lot of internal R and D too. I think that's that's pretty valuable to have it be a fully integrated system. Like you're looking at kind of the the analytics or and and the application technology itself, yep. and also going out and providing the logistics and operational side of things. Absolutely. As I said, like I said, we're, we're trying to be a full turnkey facility. We're not just an equipment seller. We're, we're a solutions provider. So sure. we're, we're working with the equipment and the technology side of things. And yeah, we have a, a demo field out in Iowa city. We're constantly tinkering and playing to, yep. to make sure that we are staying on the, on the cutting edge and, and uh, above with the, the application styles that are being presented to us. Yeah, so you've talked about retailers quite a bit. Are there any plans to be marketing these tools to individual growers in the future? Or? I mean, the the retailer market has been kind of our our niche and where we've started. Like I said, it's not just I would say when I say ag retailer, it's not just the the larger national accounts like Nutrien and Helena and Simplot, Wilbur. Sure, and it's not just the co-ops either. We're working with a lot of uh, independent guys as well, which sure. maybe maybe a custom yeah. applicator that only has like two or two or three spray rigs, maybe just one, and he's just servicing around his sure. area. Um, yep. We like to work with them a little bit just because of some of the regulatory issues um, that that we're facing with uh, just different permitting and stuff like that. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that the grower option is is out by any means. Um, but that's just something that we're not doing as of right now. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine the regulation aspect is just such a, a burden to get through. I mean, do y'all, y'all probably have a team that's just pretty yeah, much dedicated saying, we do, to that, we right? Do have, yeah. uh, we do have guys that are designated just for dealing with uh, the, the state local departments like the Department of Ag sure. um, and the FAA and, and a bunch because there's a bunch of different levels, right, that you have to have to, yeah. to be approved. Even though the Department of Ag may approve you, you still have to have federal rights to the airspace and vice versa. Just because you have FAA approval in that state doesn't mean the Department of Ag can let you. So we do have a, a team that's dedicated for all of that. And really we we keep working with FAA. And so we're, we're keep working with them on, on different safety regulations and getting things approved um, down the road. It, it's going to, it's a tedious process. I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. but we have to be safe about it. Right. And that's what yep. I think with the drone industry being so young, um, we just can't Don't throw it out into now. everyone's hands <laughs> yeah. and then something bad happens and yeah. it just completely shuts it down. Right. Sure. So we do need to be strategic on how we're, how we're placing things and getting them rolling in the industry as we as we get the safety and, and regulatory and all that stuff figured out and keep growing the industry mm-hmm. uh, to maybe at one point in that time get to that point yeah so uh, thinking about regulations this just kind of got the wheels turned a little mm-hmm. bit there there are a lot of you know environmental pressures that we're facing in ag right now yep. and and at least on my side, we do a lot of stuff with as applied data, right? Especially for fertilizers to make sure that we're getting the right applications in the right spots. I mean, is that, are y'all collecting as applied data on these, on these drones? Are you able to, I mean, I don't know what the. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that what we're, that's what we're working on right now. Gotcha. Um, we do have, we do have flight plans and everything. So you can see the exact, exact flight line sure. that that drone went on. Yep. You can see when that pump was spraying, when it wasn't spraying. Um, we don't have a full coverage map right now, but sure. you can say, Hey, it's a 20 foot swath yep. here's the line the center line that we were on you can get a pretty good but we are working with some different different companies on that to to have some integrations with with sure. other apis and, and software companies that provide that information awesome. um, already and so kind of doing some background um, data exchanging on that if you will from where we apply to then providing a coverage map on their end yeah what are you most excited about like in the near future 
for Rantizo and, and maybe just drone-based spraying in general? Yeah, I mean, what I'm most excited about is just, it's a very young, like I said, I've mentioned most of the time, very young industry, and it, it's definitely growing. Um, so I'm very interested in, in being able to to see that as it as it gets better and, and it grows because we're going to go from right now, I'm, we're at about 14 acres an hour off one drone without a three-gallon per acre rate. Now, now, a year ago, we got approved for swarming, which now we can do three of those drones. So now we're around 40 acres an hour. Sure. Um, and as we keep growing and, and whether it be, uh, maybe it's a more specific drone label for, so maybe it's a, a lower rate use product, mm-hmm. or maybe it's larger capacity drones, or maybe it's a swarm of 10 drones down the road. Um, and I don't know where it's all going, but, um, I think there is a lot of, a lot of forward thinking on that side sure. and just seeing the sheer capacity and, and, and sheer, um, versatility that these have. Um, I think there's endless opportunities for, for what we're going to do with them. So Absolutely. that's one of the things I'm most excited about and seeing. Yeah, it's that's pretty cool. It seems like it's just it's advancing so quickly. Yes. I was gonna say you think we Rantizo started as a company three years ago. Um and slowly but surely have really increased for two years. And then this last year after we were able to maintain that swarming functionality, really explode with with the technology that we have and what we're able to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not saying we didn't have that technology before. We just now sure. got the regulations approved to, to use it. Um, and now I think we're up to, we have over, over 60 different uh, retailers or, or custom applicators using our equipment. And I think 28 of the, of the, the states that we're, we're set up in as of right now. Awesome. So like I said, we have permitted and everything in all of them. Yeah. We're not in all of them right now. Yeah. But uh, that is a growing, growing growing side of it. So for sure, that's that's been a very big, uh, enthusiastic thing to see. Absolutely. So if somebody wants to learn more about how they can get involved with Rantizo. Yeah. So you can you can follow us on social media, um, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sure. um, at Rantizo Sprays okay. um, is our, our username there. Um, or go to our website at uh, uh, www.rantizo.com. Also, awesome. we'll put those in the show notes for anybody. That yeah, wants absolutely. To- Wants to track those down. Yeah, I'm saying, and uh, Emily, our marketing manager, is she's uh, always posting something <laughs> on on uh, social media or our website. Sure. So if you can't find something that entertains you, <laughs> I mean, she's doing her job. Yeah, she's right? posting all she, the time. She's, right? uh, yeah, she makes it interesting, and, and she's very good at that. So you'll be able to constantly keep up with news. Um, seems like there's something on that new on there at least uh, I don't know three four days every week. So you kind of mentioned this, but. It, Field studies. I mean, is that something that you do with with the growers out there and, and actually do demos on, or is this something that people will like try to experiment with on certain fields? I mean, how how do yeah. you see people approaching the experimentation aspect? Yeah, so we do a lot of different demos throughout the year, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, just going out and, and having water in it, spraying, or it's actually sure. going out and doing trials. Um, there's there's different types of demos that we do throughout the year. Um, we we're doing a lot of trials right now, actually, where we're going out and, and working with the likes of Bears, Syngentas, the, the yep. FMCs, all the big chemical companies, you know, yep. um, working with those guys uh, to set up different trials and, and throughout the United States. I think we're at 300 and some this year alone wow. um, throughout the whole United States. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're going to have we have a lot of data off of those. Um, sure. They get the data off of it as well. Um, I mean, it's their product. And, and so they want to see the different types of applications and how it affects their products affected via the application method that they're using. So, sure. um, yeah, no, we can set up field days. If, uh, if someone wants to set up a field day, we can do that as okay. well. Um, 
and you can do that all by on our website. You can request hmm. all that stuff right from our, our rantizo.com uh, website. There's a request services link on there. So if you want to set up a demo or a trial or something like that, you have the ability to do so from that aspect. So I guess last question here, uh, do you have any advice for our listeners as they're kind of thinking about precision crop protection and some of these new drone technologies? Yeah, I mean, my advice would just be, you know, we we're so used to thinking of uh, of spraying uh, crops from a blanket standpoint, like a whole 160 acres plus. Um, now that we're getting more precise with our technology and able to to really dive into the certain hot spots, is really do take a look at that and, mm-hmm. and do take a look at that what that imagery is telling you, um, and really where we're at with uh, being able to spot treat areas now. Um, also, I just Make sure if you are, are flying a drone, make sure it is safely and, and, you're, and you're doing it per codes. Um, that way we're all able to, to enjoy the drone industry as a whole sure. uh, and keep the, the, the spraying aspect of it and even imagery side of it for ag uh, moving in the right way. Because I do think this is going to be the takeoff and literally takeoff yeah. <laughs> uh, from a drone aspect, right? And uh, uh, kind of change our industry the way it's going. And um, yeah, I would just, just make sure that you're doing it safely as you're doing it. Thank you very much to Sam Pendleton, Director of Sales at Rantizo, for joining us on the Farm Bits podcast for this episode. It was really cool to talk about Rantizo. I've heard a lot of different growers kind of mention Rantizo and, and what they're doing and how they're excited about it. Um, I really thought that one of the most interesting aspects of the episode was him talking about how they're integrating imagery and and kind of site-specific spraying alongside swarm technology. So being able to send drones out independently or using those drones in a swarm to cover more acres uh, and and just being a lot more tailored um, and kind of enabling a lot more data usage in agriculture for site-specific spraying. Yeah, and I liked, I guess, to see how fast the drone spraying has moved into the ag industry. Uh, I feel like just a few years ago, this would have sounded crazy to have the same conversation. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not your uh, your grandfather's farm at this point with drones flying around doing the spraying. Right? Definitely. <laughs> so we uh, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the Farm Bits podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and we look forward to you joining us next week as we dive into crop protection just a little bit more. Thanks. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Bits podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback. So if you have comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the review section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We'd like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect reviews of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Bits.